Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Daf Meseches Kedushin is Daf Lamed Test 39. Bez Hashem. We're starting <coughs> eight lines from the top of Lamed Test Aleph. We're going to have four sections in today's Daf. The first is going to be a finale of yesterday's discussion regarding Arla and Chutz Laaretz. The second is going to be a discussion about Kil Ayim and Chutz Laaretz, which we also mentioned yesterday. The third, turning to Lamed Testament Beis, is going to be a discussion about the performance of mitzvahs and averis and reward in this world and the next. And then the fourth is going to be a sugya that we'll just begin discussing today and continue into tomorrow, talking about Mesiris Nefesh and protection from Avera. So let's begin holding about eight lines down from Lamed Testament Aleph down the page. Now yesterday we learned that there was a machlokes when it says that Arla in Chutzlar, it's a halacha, if that means halacha lamosh misinai, or if it means that it's a minhag. So on that note, we actually finished off yesterday saying how certain rabbis held you could create a suffix in Chutzlar, it's regarding Arla, and then even another one of their friends could create the suffix for them because suffix Arla in Chutzlar, it's mutter. Now, Amri Harifi de Pompadisa, we're holding now eight lines down. So the Harifi de Pompadisa, Rashi says this refers to Eifa and Avimai, who were the sons of Rechava and Pompadisa. These were sharp, the sharp ones of Pompadisa, so they were the most lenient so far. And they said, Ain Arlev Chutzlaretz, there's no Arla in Chutzlaretz. It means they said altogether, there's no such Isser of Arla in Chutzlaretz. Shalchal Rav Yosef Lakamid Rav Yochanan. So Rav Yosef, Rav Yehuda, excuse me, Rav Yehuda sent a message in front of Rav Yochanan and he asked him, what's the status of Arla and Chutzlar? So Shalchal Rav Yochanan responded, and really we learned Ula said in the name of Rav Yochanan yesterday, Sisom Sveka. So he says like this, as Rashi explains over here, the suffix is mutter and the vadai Arla is Asr. As we learned yesterday, it's Allah Chalamosh Sinai even. Now, the problem is, because of that, people are completely lenient regarding Arla and Chutzlar. It's because they know that Suffolk is mutter. So what he said is, in order to emphasize that, no, actually, Arla and Chutzlar, is Asr, he said, when you teach it, teach it in private. Teach that Suffolk, Arla, and Chutzlar, is mutter only in private. As Rashi explains, <coughs> means only paskin that it's mutter in private and don't darshan it in public so that people don't become lenient about it. And destroy the arla of those who are makil about it when it comes to those parts that are for sure uh, arla. It means those that you know that they're being makil to create leniencies by having others create a suffix for them, destroy that arla, and announce about their fruits that they need to be buried. It means be very machmir on these people because they didn't want people to <coughs> be light about arla and chutzlarts. The Chala Aymer and Rabbi Yechonah concluded, Ein Arla v'chutzlarts. Anyone who says there's no arla and chutzlarts, lo yehelo nin venechad. A very strong statement. He won't have descendants. As the Pasuk in Micha says, Mash lechevel begoyro bekehal Hashem. 
who will send forth a portion in the lot of the congregation of Hashem. Is he said, no, actually we're very machmir when it comes to Arla. Even though it's true, Suffolk Arla and Chutzlaretz is mutter, people were being too lenient and abusing this privilege, and therefore he put such a stringency on such people. Says the Gemara of Inu, those Kharifi de Pumbadisa, he said there's no Arla and Chutzlaretz. So for Inu Keman Savro, who did they hold like? My answer is Kihadatani, like the Brisa says. That it was said in the name of Rabbi Yezra Gadol. Rabbi Yezra Gadol is the Tanner of Rabbi Yezra. Ain Arla Bechutzlarts, there is no Arlan Chutzlarts. So there is a Tanner of Rabbi Yezra who holds, there's no Arlan Chutzlarts. Asks the Gemara, wait a second. Velay, is there no Arlan Chutzlarts according to Rabbi Yezra? Vaha Anan Tanan, what we learned in our Mishnah, back on Lamed Zayinu and Aleph. Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Yezer the Tana says, He said that not only are Arla and Kilayim no Hagen Chutzlars, aren't those Asr and Chutzlars as well, but also Chadash is Asr and Chutzlars. Asks the Gemara, you see clearly, Rabbi Yezer holds Arla and Kilayim, Arla is also no Hagen Chutzlars. How can you say Rabbi Yezer holds there's no Arla and Chutzlars? The Gemara answers, Tani, the way we're learning now, you'll have to understand that Rabbi Yezer means to say just Chadash. Meaning he's not saying Afa Kharash. All he says is, just as the original things mentioned in our Mishnah, uh, sorry, the, the one exception to the original items that are Tzliyuba Aretz, which those are only Noeg in Eretz Yisrael and Chutzla Aretz, also Kharash, but Kharash is Noeg in Chutzlarts and not also in Chutzlarts, not just in Eretz Yisrael. So the point is, we're going to have to take out the word af in order to appreciate Rebbe opinion as not holding actually Arla is Noeg in. Chutzlart. So therefore, Sabadis, Kharifid de Pompadisa have who to rely upon in this sheet of Rabbi Yezer. Okay, let's continue. Amar Rabbi Yassi, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Arla b'chutzlart alach alamoshim yisinai. So Rabbi Yassi, Rabbi Yechanan says, Arla and chutzlart is actually alach alamoshim yisinai. And actually, that's Rabbi Yechanan, as we explained in Ula as well, Arla and chutzlart is alach alamoshim yisinai. Amar Rabbi Yezer, the Ravasi, Rabbi says to Ravasi, Vahatanya, what we learned in Abraisa, and this is really like similar to a Mishnah we quoted above from Meseches Arla. Suffolk Arla Ba'aretz Asr, Suffolk Arla in Eretz Yisrael is Asr, but Surya Mutter, and in Surya is Mutter. And the problem is, it's if it's a Suffolk Dairaisa, because it's a Halach Lamosh Messinai. So then, how could you say in Surya, albeit you say Kivush Yachid is not considered Kivush, that's true, but why is it Mutter? It should be a Suffolk Dairaisa Lechumra. So the Gemara answers is, Shtoimim Kishachadar. Rabasi was quiet for one moment, Amarle, and then finally he responded, Perhaps that was what the Halach Lamosh Messinai stated, which is Sfeik Amutr Vada Asr. Maybe that's exactly what the Halach Lamosh Messinai was, is that it's true, Suffolk, that Arlan Chutzlaretz is Asr based on Halach Lamosh Messinai. But if it's a Suffolk, the Halach Lamosh Messinai states that it actually would be Mutter, and that's why it's Mutter in Surya. <coughs> Okay, let's move on to the next point. Now let's talk about kilayim. Like in ala kilayim devar taira, if a person makes kilayim in chutz laaretz, there's malchus midai raisa. Means it's aser dai raisa. Amar leir belazer rabbi yosi. Rabbi yosi says back to ravasi. Vahanan tenan. What we learned in the mishnah mesaches are la kilayim midai soifrim. That kilayim is only aser midra banan. So how can you say again malchus midai raisa? More answers like kashya kan bikilaya karem kan bar kavasa ilan. When it comes to planting seeds in a vineyard, which is called kilaya karem, that will only be prohibited rabbinically in chutz There's no malchus midai raisa. 
So the Mishnah and Arla is talking about. Khan, the Psak of Rabyochanan, which is that it's Asamidaraisa is Barkovas the Ilan, which is grafting of a tree, right? Grafting one part of a different type of tree to another tree. Kidishmul, as Shmuel illustrates. Amr Shmuel as Chukaisai Tishmairu. Now the Pasak didn't say you should guard my chukais, meaning first say guarding and then Ushmartam is Chukaisai. Rather it says as Chukaisai Tishmairu, which the Pasak understands, the Gemara understands that the Pasak is teaching us something that was already prohibited. Chukaisai Mikfar, those things that were already prohibited, which Rashi explains means it teaches us that B'nai Noach was, was actually warned about these things. So the way we interpret it is as follows. These are rulings or statutes that I already prohibited on you. And what are those, as the Pasuk says? Not to interbreed between different species. And also the Pasuk says after, not to plant mixed breeds in your field, mixed seeds in your field. And the way we interpret it based on the first part of the Pasuk is what the second part of the Pasuk is also prohibiting. Just as when it comes to your animals, the prohibition is mating two uh, significant creatures already. So too the prohibition that B'nai Noach already had was the prohibition of mixing trees, means grafting one part of a tree from a foreign tree onto a secondary tree, as opposed to just planting seeds in a vineyard together. Because as Rashi explains, it's comparable to the animals in the sense that it's davra misuyam, a significant item already versus seeds, which is not yet a significant item. And just as the iser of animals is also in chutzlar, it's because it's a mitzvah shebegoof and nothing to do with the land. So you see on a diarisa level, says Shmuel, as the Gemara is saying, based on Shmuel, Rabbi Yechanan responds, that Ravasi is, is explaining that the Isser Daraisa of Kilayim would be when it comes to grafting trees. Midrabanan, it would also be in a vineyard planting foreign seeds. Ay, ve'elahaksiv sadcha. But the Pasuk says your fields. Sadcha, as Rashi explains, your fields refers to Eretz Yisrael. It's only your fields that I gave you, as opposed to Chutzal Eretz, which you didn't, Hashem didn't give us. So maybe those Isurim of even um, of uh, the grafting trees should only be in uh, Eretz Yisrael, not Chutzel Aretz. Gemara answers, Ha'hulam ute Zeroim Sheba Chutzel Aretz. No, because that, by saying Sadecha, is teaching us that when it comes to the prohibition of Kilaya Kerem, which is also, it's not the one that the Pazik is actually talking about in terms of the comparison, but is the reference, as Rashi explains, because Kilaya Kerem is not knowing in Chutzlarts. That's what it's coming to exclude. Means Sadcha, only in Eretz Yisrael, is going to be the other prohibition, which is Kilaya Kerem, because rabbinically, that's only us, or as we just said, it's only us, or in Chutzlarts, rabbinically, <coughs> as the Pasuk excludes it, it's only talking about that which is also prohibited in Chutzlarts based on the Hekish, the comparison is grafting trees. Kilaya Kerem is Sadcha, it's only in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutzlarts. Rashi just explains, since it uses the word Zariah in the Pasuk, so I wanted to use Sadcha to teach us that which is Zariah, meaning Kilaya Kerem, the prohibition of planting in a vineyard, which is the less significant prohibition that we're discussing here, that is only knowing in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chutzlarts. Fine. Now the Gemara tells us a couple of stories. Let's see. It says the Gemara, Rav Chanan, Rav Anan, Rav Anan, Azli Ba'orchas. Rav Chanan and Rav Anan were going on the way. They saw a certain person who was planting different seeds together. The implication of the story is it wasn't in a vineyard. So it was, let's say, two foreign seeds together. 
So Amr Leh, one said to the other, Nesi Mar let's put this guy in Kherim because he's doing something wrong. Amr Leh, it's not clear to you. It means you don't know the halacha, as we'll explain momentarily, because the prohibition, at least Midra Banan and Chutzlarts, will only be in Kilaya Kerem, not when it's just other seeds. Fesucha Zulahu Gavra, then they saw another person, or the same person, another person, who was planting wheat and barley in a vineyard. So Amrle again, one said to the other, Nesi Mar let's put him in Kherim. Now it is a vineyard. That's us Midrabana. So Amrle, the other one said back, Let's Sarisu, still it's not clear to you. Because like I'm alone, Karabyashia, do we not pass in the Karabyashia the Amar, Achi Zarachitu Sa'arvacharts Yad? Is that it has to be that you plant three things. First of all, it has to be wheat and barley and a grape seed and bimapoilas yad, all being thrown in one action. Meaning if you don't have all of that, it won't be asumid rabban and chutzlarts, and therefore I can't put this guy into cherem because he's not actually doing the isid rabban. Rashi just speaks out; he's not sure exactly what the source for this ruling is, but that is how the Gemara seems to interpret Rabbi Yoshia, that you would need all of those factors to make it prohibited. Continues the Gemara of Yosef: Arab Bizrani Rabbi Yosef would mix seeds together and plant them again, not in a vineyard. So Abai said, we learned the Mishnah in Arl of the Kilayim Zasimid Rabbanan and Chutzlaretz. Amar Leh, Sir Yosef responded, like Asher, Kambi Kalei Akerim, Kambi Kalei That's only with planting in a vineyard, but planting seeds dumb wouldn't be prohibited rabbinically in Chutzlaretz. As the Gemara, Kilei Akerim, Tebe Eretz Asurim Banah. Since Kilei Akerim in Eretz Yisrael is Asur Banah, so in Chutzlaretz now, because Rabbi Rabbanan and the Rabbanan were geyser about doing that in Chutzlaretz as well. Kilei Yisrael, Tebe Eretz Loya Asur when it comes to just general seed mixtures in Chutzlar, in Eretz Yisrael, it's Asmi Daraisa, but it's not Asr in Hanas, so it's not as severe. So in Chutzlar, it's not like Gazru Barabban, the Rabbanu weren't Geyser to prohibit that either in Chutzlar. It's Hadar Amr Abyezabar. Yosef said afterwards, Lav Milsi it's not true what I said. And he had a Raya that it would even be prohibited to mix regular seeds in Chutzlar. It's the Rav Zara Ginsa, the Rav Mishari Mishari. Because when Rav used to plant um, different seeds and vegetables for his uh, base medrash, for his yeshiva, he used to plant them in different patches. And the implication was, because there was an issue of kilayim, even though there was no grapes involved. My time, because of the mixtures of kilayim. So Abai, Abai responded and said to Rav Yosef, it's not necessarily a raya. Because if he would have taught us, turning if Rav was makbid that there were four different types of vegetables or four different plantings in the four different directions of the row and one in the middle, which is what would be necessary in order to avoid the issue of nurturing from each other and avoid the kilayim issue, so then Shapir, you'd be able to deduce there is an issue of kilayim when it comes to general seeds. But the reason Rav did this over here is Mishum Noi. He just wanted it to appear nice, separate, but maybe it's not actually a prohibition of Kilayim. Vinami, alternatively, Mishum Tirchadishamahi, it's just in order that it's not such a burden for the attendant who was going to fetch vegetables for the Bnei Yeshiva, that's why he did it in such a way. But perhaps he didn't, if he didn't do it in this way of Arba, Arba Rucha, Saruga, and Achas Be'emtza, you don't have a Raya necessarily that there's an Isser, at least rabbinically, of Kilayim when it comes to other seeds. And therefore the Gemara leaves off, seems to be in Chutzlaretz, if it was grafting, it would be Asmi In a vineyard, it would be planting seeds, it would be Asmi Drabanan. L'chaira, only in that way we mentioned previously. And if it was just seeds, not related to grapes or a vineyard, L'chaira, it wouldn't be an issue, um, at least as the Gemara comes out, even rabbinically, in Chutzlaretz. 
Okay, let's move on. It's the point number three of the day. Now let's discuss Charen Oynesh, Mitzvahs and Averis. And let's see, says the Mishnah. We're really following what we discussed before. Mitzvahs say Mitzvahs Leisa say. So we pick up with the Mishnah that continues on the note of Mitzvahs. Zuck the Mishnah. Anybody that does one mitzvah, they will be good to him in this world, and he'll have long life, and he'll also inherit the land, referring to Olam Haba. If he doesn't do one mitzvah, he won't have good in this world, and won't have long days, inherit Olam Haba. Zak the Gemara Veraminu, but we have a contradiction from Mishnah Maseches Peya, which we say every morning. There are these things, certain mitzvahs specifically, that you get the benefits of their fruits in this world. But you re- retain the principal reward for the next world. Elohim, these are them. Honoring father and mother. Good deeds. And inviting in the Guests, bring peace between man and his friend. And learning Torah is parallel to all of them. So says the Gemara, you see, it's only these mitzvahs, as the Mishnah in Peah seems to imply, that give reward in this world and the next. And yet our Mishnah seems to say, any mitzvah. So this is how you have to interpret our Mishnah. Anybody that does one more mitzvah, imbalancing the mitzvahs and, and averis that he has, so it means he has 51 mitzvahs, only 50 averis, so then he'll, they'll be good to him, he'll get reward in the next world, as if he fulfilled the entire Torah. So the Gemara says, but one second, if that's the way you're interpreting the Mishnah, is it means where there's one extra mitzvah, that's where you get rewarded in this world and the next, so then that would imply that regarding the Mishnah, the Mishnah in Peah that says those special mitzvahs, that even if he had 50-50 and one of these was, sorry, excuse me, even as Rashi learns, it was rov avonos, even if he had more averis, but he did one of these mitzvahs, that he would still get rewarded. How could he be rewarded if he's rov avonos? So, it teaches you, what it means to say the Mishnah and Peya is that if it was 50 50 and one of those was one of these special mitzvahs, etc., so it would balance him out in the positive way and he would end up getting rewarded. Versus if he didn't have those, so he would need one extra, that's what our Mishnah is saying based on our Mishnah here. Fine. Continues the Gemara, the Mishnah told us, The way we're interpreting our Mishnah now is if he has one extra mitzvah, then he'll receive good and he'll get rewarded. The problem is we have a b'risa that seems to say the exact opposite. It says, So anybody that has more mitzvahs than Averis, so they're bad to him, which Rashi learns in this world will get punished to cleanse him of his Averis, as if he burnt the entire Torah, and he didn't even leave one letter not burnt, meaning he's going to get terrible punishments in this world, so he gets rewarded in the next. And continues the Brisa. If anybody that has more sins than aver than, than mitzvahs may tivin loy, so then they're good to him in this world. And it's as if he'll get rewarded so much in this world as if he fulfilled the entire Torah and didn't leave over one word of the Torah, not to be one letter of the Torah that he didn't fulfill. So says the Gemara, what do you see? Is Lechara, it's a different Mahalik, the Brisa says, is that actually when you have one more mitzvah, you get punished, and when you have one more Aver, you get rewarded. So which one is it? 
So the Gemara gets two terutim. The Mishnah and the Bryce are saying the exact same thing. As the Bryce states, the Mishnah means to say that he's going to get punished in this world. What does it mean, Metiv and Lay? It means they're going to prepare him for a good day. It means in this world, he'll receive what he needs in order to get the ultimate good in the next world. And similarly, by the one who has one extra Vera, such a person also, he's going to get, as the Bryce, as the Mishnah says, bad. But what do you mean he's going to get bad? It means he's going to get prepared for bad by receiving good in this world, and they'll get punished in the next world. Rav Amarav says a second terror. It's really our Mishnah can stand as it was, that if you do more mitzvahs than Averis, you'll get good in this world, the next world. The Brisa is going according to the Shitu who holds that there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. That's why it says you're punished. Rav Amar, Hamani, Rav Yaakov, Amar, Schar Mitzvah, the Brisa follows Rabbi Yaakov who says there's no reward for mitzvahs in this world. They can't be rewarded possibly in this world because of how valuable they are. And therefore there's no reward for mitzvahs as the Brisa states. Such a person could get punished in this world to cleanse him but not to get rewarded. Tatanya, as the Brisa states, Rabbi Yaakov Oimer, There's no mitzvah that's written in the Torah. That it states a reward in the Torah. And really the, the reward is only after Tchiyas HaMesim. It's only in the next world, it's not in this world. How do I know that? Because regarding the mitzvah of honoring parents, it says, It says that if you do them, you'll have long life and be good to you. Regarding sending away the mother bird, it says, The same sorts of rewards. It says, it'll be good to you and you'll have long life. Haresha aviv. Says Rabbi Yaakov, if somebody's father says to Malay Labira, ascend to the top of a tower, Vahavili, guys, listen, bring me the pigeons on it. So if he went up to the tower and he sent away the mother bird, and he took the chicks, and on his way back after fulfilling both mitzvahs where the Torah says you'll live a long life and it'll be good for you, he fell and died. Where is the good of this person? Where is the long life of this person? So Dr. Yaakov, it must be, it means that the reward is going to be in the future in the world that's ultimately good and ultimately long. Says the Gemara Vidom Alav Says the Gemara, but what's your raya, Rabbi Yaakov? You're just saying a theoretical. Maybe this never happened. Maybe it's not true and there is reward in this world. So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Yaakov, Maisa Chazan. Rabbi Yaakov saw such a Maisa that even though he fulfilled both of the mitzvahs that have such a reward as a promise in the Torah, the, guy, the fellow ended up dying. So you see, clearly it's in the next world. Says the Gemara, what's the riot, Rabbi Yaakov? Maybe at the time that he was doing it, he was contemplating sin, and that's why he ended up dying. So the Gemara answers, Hashem doesn't join together negative intention to the Misa itself, and therefore he wouldn't have gotten punished unless the reward is only in the next world. That says the Gemara, maybe he was thinking about Avodah Zara. We know the Pasuk tells in Yecheskel, it says that Avodah Zara is a unique thing that it grabs the Jewish people in their hearts, is that even just thinking about it, you're already punished for it, and that's why he died. So the Gemara answers, that's what Rabbi Yaakov's Raya is. He says like this, if there is reward in this world, why didn't the mitzvah protect him? So that he should shouldn't come to thinking about Avodah Zarah. Must be the fact that he wasn't protected from that, says Rabbi Yaakov, is because Schar Mitzvah Bahayal Ma'aleka. Asks the Gemara, Baham Rabbi Lezer Shluchim Mitzvah in Yizaykin. Now, side question on the story. If it really did happen, we know that Rabbi Lezer says that there's no... Um, 
the people that go to do a mitzvah are not going to be uh, damaged. So how could he have been damaged? So the Gemara answers also malichas and shani regarding when you're going to do a mitzvah, you won't be damaged, but on the return, you could be damaged. Rebelazer seemed to say even when you return from a mitzvah, you're not damaged. And for the Gemara, sulam it was a shaky ladder de kavia hezeka, which already was predisposed to being damaged. You can't rely on miracles when it comes to something that is predisposition to being damaged. Like it says, it says, Shmuel says, How can I go and appoint David as the new king? Shaul, the king is going to hear me, he's going to kill me. Even though he's going on a mission of Hashem, nonetheless, this is something that has a natural punishment involved or a natural damage involved because Shaul HaMelech, when he'd hear this, he'd want to kill him. And therefore, Shmuel was worried, how could I go? Even though Hashem was telling him to, and it was in the Dvar Hashem because you can't rely on miracles. Okay, that's the f- second Teretz. Point is that the second Bryce that says he'll be punished in this world when he does one more mitzvah, like Rabbi Yaakov, which just holds Schar Mitzvah Malaika. Now the Gemara just finishes off this point and tells us, Amr of Yosef, If Acher, the famous Elisha ben Avuya, or infamous, who was the Rebbe of Rebmeir, who went off the derech. If he would have expounded this Pasuk, like Rabbi Yaakov Barbarta, like Rabbi Yaakov, the son of his daughter, and see, Yaakov, the one who expounded the Pasuk to say that the rewards in this in the Torah are actually only in the next world for mitzvahs, like his grandson Rabbi Yaakov had expounded, he wouldn't have ended up sinning. Because actually, as we're about to see, he saw similar incidences and he concluded there must be not no reward. What was the story with Acher? Either he saw a similar story where a father commanded his son to do the mitzvah of Ken and he died and he just concluded that there's no purpose in all of this because he ended up dying. Or he saw the tongue of Chutz B'Samitorgamon. Chutz B'Samitorgamon was one of the people who used to tell over the Torah of the rabbis to the public. After he was killed... Acher, in a terrible way, Acher saw his tongue, this chutzpah's tongue, to have a garle davar Acher, that a pig was dragging it in the mud. Amar, and Acher said, how could it be, how could it be that a tongue that used to tell forth pearls of Torah will just be licking the dirt? He went out and sinned. And based on this, what the Gemara is saying is, is if he would have realized like Rabbi Yaakov's grandson Darshan, he wouldn't have ended up sinning. He would have realized that there is no reward in this world like Rabbi Yaakov expounded. Okay, moving on to the next section, the final section of the day, section number four. Rami Bartuvi Barav Kisna Lurava. So Ravtuvi Barav Kisna posed the contradiction to Rav. He said like this. Tanan, our Mishnah says, If you do one mitzvah, so then they're good to you, meaning it gets reward. That implies only if you do the mitzvah. But for Aminu, the, I mean, we have a bride that contradicts, says, Even if you sit back and don't perform sin, it's like you did in a mitzvah. He says, even if you don't do a mitzvah, it's as if you did a mitzvah. So Malay Rav responds, Hasam, that Bryce is talking, If a person was tempted by sin and he refrains from doing an Avera, so then it's as if he did a mitzvah. And we have a story that highlights this, and this will tie into tomorrow, we'll show different incidences where people refrained from Avera and the reward that they got for being, by being protected. Like the story of Rebbe Bar Papi, a certain Roman noblewoman, uh, tempted him to sin, to sin with her, to have uh, relations with her. So Amar Milsa, so what did he do to protect himself? He said some sort of an incantation, and he became full of blisters and boils. 
and uh, scabs, meaning he made himself very unattractive. So Avda himil sav itzi. She did something and she was able to cure him. Arak tashabahu bebani. So he went and he hid in a certain bathhouse. Techi havu ailin so this bathhouse was so dangerous because of the mazik, the demon that was there, that even if two people would go into it during the day, which was usually two ways of being protected from a mazik, they still would be damaged. The next morning, the Rabbanan said, who protected you in this bathhouse? And so he said to them, Shnei, turning to Memamun Aleph, Noisei Keser Shemuni Kalalayla, two carriers of Caesar protected me all nights. Amrulay, they said back to Rav Hanina Bar Papi, Shema Dvara Erva Baliyadcha Vinitzalt, maybe there was some sort of an immoral action that came to your hands and you were saved from it. You protected yourself, you didn't. You weren't tempted by it. Nitzalte Menu, Detanya, as the Brahisa says, Kalabad Dvara Averliyadcha Vinitzalte Menu, anybody that overcomes sin when it comes to his hands, a miracle happens, which is the situation here. I don't think these were normal Naisei Kesar, but it means they were protected either by Malachim, some sort of officers from Hashem, in order that he wouldn't be damaged by that Mazik. Now we're going to stop here at the top of Memo Aleph. We'll continue discussing similar stories and incidences about people being protected because they had mysterious Nefesh from Avera. Tomorrow, we'll pick up with Daf Mem. Everybody have a wonderful day.